Good morning. We've come on a a fun day for our congregation. So you've come at an ex- exciting time in the life of our church, but a, a fun day. We're going to do something very different than what we normally do, which is going to give somewhat of an update and talk about the principles behind this update and then some dynamics that are going on, what God is doing through this. And so uh, this is this is... It's kind of like, have you ever, you ever showed up, remember when you were growing up and you go to your friend's house and uh, you're there at the dinner table and there's family conversation going on and then it gets kind of awkward because you're not in the family, but they're having this talk and then there's this, have you ever experienced that before? Where either, you know, the kid's getting corrected or the parents are getting things in line and, and you're just like, you're wishing like, uh, shouldn't they wait until I'm not here to have this conversation? Makes me a little awkward. Well, that's today for us. And so if you're a guest, it's kind of like you arrived at, at our house as a church family, and, and imagine we're all sitting down at the, the dinner table together, and so if you're a guest, you're kind of able to come and, and listen in our churches, on our church's family talk. So we're, we're, imagine we're, let's say it's more than the kitchen, so this is more like living room talk, you know, there's a lot more people around than, than that. So I'm going to sit down, we're in the living room, Let's just get comfortable together and have a talk. So, um, we're not going to talk about Malachi this morning, who is the major prophet, or the minor prophet that we're going to look at. We're going to make a major shift this morning and go um, and just update you all on some things. And I'm going to talk about how we got to this place um, for something that we're considering as a church. And so, if you're a member of OCC, you already know about this. Um, if you're if you're not a member, if you're in the process of membership, or if you're part of our church family, you regu- regularly attend here, uh, I'm going to update you on some things that are going on, exciting things in the life of our church. And and these things have just developed over the past five weeks. And so, the, as I share these things, you can take the notes that may have you might have taken about Malachi and just jot down prayer requests, and uh, you'll know how to pray. So... Uh, there's not a lot of PowerPoint today, because my plan was to talk about Malachi. Um, but I wanted to give this update, and then the first service, I just kind of went fully towards the direction here. So, uh, we had a special business meeting at our, uh, on, on Wednesday night. We gathered our church membership there, um, and we brought a motion to vote upon as a church membership. And so, uh, the members voted this past uh, Wednesday to move forward in order to try to purchase land and, and a building on that land. Here's the, here's the location. Here's the building. It is 450 East Alessandro Boulevard. And we, for the past five weeks, we've been looking into this opportunity. And this was the former administrative headquarters of the Western Municipal Water District. Okay. So this is who I pay my bill to for my water. So I appreciate the Western Municipal Water District and, and all that they do. And many of you, you do too. You pay them your bill. And uh, But this was their former administrative headquarters. They moved off-site, built a new facility up off Meridian Parkway. And this has been vacant. It's been rented to several government agencies for the past few years. And they decided to sell this land and the building off. And so... We were not looking for a building. Um, we, we meet here, we've met here for nine years, but we weren't looking for an opportunity like this. We weren't on a building hunt. Uh, this came to us from our commercial 
real estate broker who, who got us into our office and our warehouse that we use up in Mission Grove. And so we have an office space for our staff to work out of in a warehouse where we can gather 150 people for smaller events. And, and we've been using that space and even maxing that space out at points. But uh, the broker who got us that building, about a year ago he contacted me and said, Josh, there's a building about to hit the market with some land that I think would be great for your church. And I said, we don't have any money. <laughs> we haven't saved for this. This isn't part of our plan right now. And, and I said, and besides, we would need about at least 15,000 square feet. He says, great. It's, uh, it's about 17,000 square feet. So, you know, are you interested? And I said, yeah, tell me where, where it's at. And he says, well, I, I can't do that yet. It's not hit the market. Okay. He said, I'll let you know. It should be in the next few days. I heard nothing for about six months. I forgot about it. Got an email six months later, and he said, we haven't forgotten about you. It just still hasn't hit the market. And then finally, uh, five weeks ago, middle of July, it hit the market. And he sent me this packet. This is the front of a packet, the 28-page packet, giving details about the, the building that's there. 17,000 square feet of building. It sits on 3.8 acres of land. Uh, there's also 4,000 additional storage space mezzanine above the building. And so... As a church family, this is we're having a, you know, kind of an update here. So you're getting you're getting an update, and one of the major factors for a church is what is your mission? What mission are you on? What are you what are you trying to accomplish as a group of people? Are we are we here for just each other? Are we here just for um, comfort? Are we here for? Uh, the fellowship? Are we here for the, the singing, the worship? Are we here to get someone to pray for us? Well, what are we here for? Our, our mission is this. We exist to know, to love, and to glorify God and to be used by Him to help all people to know Jesus Christ and to become fully devoted followers of Him. That has been our focus from the start since 2007 and then we launched Grand Opening in 2008. We're on that mission together. We want to help people come to know Jesus Christ and become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We've been able to do that by renting this space. This has been a tool that we've been using for the past nine years. It's been a great tool. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's a great location. It's clean. It's new. It's, I mean, it was built. We literally worshipped here the moment the doors opened. We were, the, we were the third person on the waiting list, and we were the ones that were able to, to occupy it first for a church. And... This new opportunity came up. We were not looking for it because I think this space is good. However, there have been some dynamics regarding this space that have, that have caused us to consider this more and more potentially as an option. Um, the nice thing about this building, it's owned by the city of Riverside, so therefore it's cleaned by them. It's maintained by them. The utility bills are called. We just send them a check every, every month. And we have a portable church. And so the only thing that our volunteers arrive to on Sunday mornings are uh, a, a few hundred chairs, 250 to 300 chairs that are available for us to use. The stage, the backdrop, the decor, the instruments, the mics, the speakers, the, the, those things, the screens, the soundboard, all of you, everyone comes in, we're... we're, we're we set it up and we tear it all down. And we do it in a pretty short span of time. For the volunteers that get here at 7.30, unload trailers with cases, it's, it's, it's exciting to watch. We've, we've, you know, we've seen this come together. I, I would say 
that we've got the portable system down fairly well. I mean, this has been something that lots of hands are involved in. We've got it down fairly well. There's nearly 200 volunteers that serve in different ways in our church. And the portable side of our church allows us to serve together. But our mission is is not to you know have a smooth portable operation. We've got one, but that's not our mission. Our mission is also not um, to be to be in in a building that requires someone else to clean it for us. That's important. It's helpful, but that's also not our mission. Um, you know, our mission is to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we have to keep asking ourselves, what tool? is most effective for us to accomplish the mission that Jesus has given us. And when this came, opportunity first came up and hit my, my email, I thought, we're not interested. I shot it over to a couple of my mentors, and they all said, to my shock, this is a great opportunity. You should look seriously into this. And I thought, what? We don't have money saved up. We've not been planning or talking about this. But the resounding advice was, Josh... Your church is growing at a pace that will be much more difficult for you to move as large as you are at this point. We have two services. Take a look around real quick. What do you see? You can, you can reply. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a living room. What do you see? It's pretty packed. We're in the middle of summer. I anticipate in, in a, probably a month from now another hundred folks because our, our busy seasons are not summertime. <laughs> this is our low season. So what do we do when you're packed? You, you either multiply services or you move spaces. And so if we multiply, there's a church that meets at 1230. We're not going to push the church out the door. They meet in the front room. We, we work hard to get out of the way, to get everything cleaned up, cleared out so that they can do their service. And... So we're somewhat landlocked in this space. I didn't really want to face the facts of this dynamic, but this opportunity came up has caused me to look at it from all sorts of different angles. So the mission. The mission is very important to understand. What is our mission? Number two, churches need to be concerned about unity. Unity is a major factor. All sorts of things can divide a congregation, can divide a church, and we need to protect our unity. Paul actually, Paul actually writes that we are to, in, in Ephesians, he says that we are to make every effort to keep unity. Okay? Make every effort. Okay? It's Ephesians, beginning of Ephesians. Make every effort, be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And so we're to protect our unity. All sorts of things can divide us. You know, uh, the songs we sing, the color of the walls, the uh, what people wear, and if, if we should you know, enforce this or enforce that and have these rules. There's all sorts of things that churches divide over. Some of you have been a part of nasty church splits. We don't, we don't, want, to be, we don't want that to be the case here. We want to move forward in unity. So, when we brought this opportunity to our members, we had this business meeting this past week, our bylaws state that we only need 51% of a vote of our membership to move forward to purchase land or building. I don't want to move forward on 51% alone. I wouldn't have felt good if we took the vote and it was 
51% or 52% or 55% or 60% or 70% or 80%. I wasn't comfortable with any of those numbers. So the, the Lord was making it clear we need strong consensus. So at that meeting, my thought was we need at least 85% and still our advisory team needs to talk about that. And we need to look at why we had 85% and maybe have some conversations. We, we talked about this opportunity. It's a 17,000 square foot building. It cost $3 million to at that point when I learned about this building, we didn't have $3 million. We still don't have $3 million. <laughs> I wish I could make that announcement right now. At that point, I thought we may have had tens of thousands of dollars to put towards this. Turns out we probably have about 80,000. We have, not probably, we have $80,000 right now of cash flow to put towards this. But $80,000, do the math, is still not $3 million. So we brought this to our membership. Um, in the meantime, we were, you know, I looked into, could we even get qualified for a loan? What would a down payment look like? A, a loan would be like a $2 million loan, an $800,000 plus dollar down payment. Could we even get qualified for the loan? It turns out that we're paying 85% of the costs on the loan to own this property already. So the cost to pay a mortgage on this property is, we're paying 85% of that right now. We pay over $100,000 in facility costs currently each year. And so at a certain point, there's the issue of stewardship, stewarding God's money and paying things down um, rather than paying somebody else's property down. Um, the, the other factor is that down payment. How are we going to come up with that? Um, we still only have $80,000 you know, as of a few weeks ago. So we, we took this vote. And the members voted 99.2% in favor of moving forward on that property to submit an offer. 99.2%. It was almost unanimous. And um, honestly, I would say we have 100% unity. Because I know people wrestled through that decision. We, we had a really high number, but I know everyone wrestled, are we ready for this? And there were probably some that voted yes that had some uncertainty. I don't want to take a, I don't want to vote against. So I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, okay? But, because there's a faith aspect here, there's a sacrifice aspect. Many people said, if we do this, this means we're somewhat all in together, aren't we? And so, now, this is a great spot, but we're also soon becoming landlocked here. And so we have somewhat of an issue on our hands as far as expansion in this space. Um, another thing I want to mention about this spot is we have low visibility. We have low visibility. It's a great location on a Friday night, Saturday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. There's thousands of people here. On a Sunday morning, people are sleeping or they're driving to what? Church. So they're coming here, they're going to another church. And, and that's not necessarily who we're trying to attract. And so... We have low visibility here. We might get a generous estimate would be we might get about 2,500 cars driving by this street seeing our pop-up tents and signs. And, and you know, we have, the, we have the, the best we could present, but it's still not our building. But maybe 2,500 cars a week are passing by and know, hey, Orange Crest Community Church meets there. Occasionally, we get people that come from road signs. Show of hands, who came from road signs in this, in this group? Look around. I mean, there's people that have come from road signs. So we do get drive-by visitors who plug in and become a part of the church. However, we have low visibility. This location, 
So 2500 maybe a week on this street for those four hours on Sunday mornings. Multiply that by four for a month. We might have 10,000. That's, I think, a generous amount of cars that pass by. This has 52,000 cars a day passing by Alessandro and Mission Grove. That's 1.5 million cars a month visibility. We have less than 1% of that in this location. And so this opportunity has become available. Another interesting thing about our church is I anticipated we would be a neighborhood church reaching primarily Orange Crest. Here's a map. Look at this next slide. This is a map of the layout of our church. I don't know from the back if you can see the freeways, but you see that's Riverside and the edge of Paris, Marino Valley, Harupa. It's the region. You see La Sierra. You see the major freeways. Orange Crest is kind of the, the cluster of circles at the bottom to the right, slightly below the bottom. There's a lot of people in downtown, near the Wood Streets, near Cal Baptist and Canyon Crest. We're not a neighborhood church. We're, we're a regional church, aren't we? And this new location is much closer. If you were to just draw a center point, this building is actually right near the center point of where people seem to be coming from. It's really interesting. We're right near... That would put us in a much more strategic center point and a highly visible spot. And it initially seemed like a long shot. It's still a long shot, but it's all of a sudden become a possibility. If God is in it, He'll make a way. He has already provided in significant ways. When we first started in this journey, our broker said, it's a long shot, but it's possible. There's, a, there's, there's re- rezoning requirements. There's cost issues. There's, you need a down payment of $800,000. You, you don't have that. You, you need to be able to get pre-qualified. Well, one by one, God has answered every challenge that we've faced. We didn't have a lender. We got a pre-approved for a lender to, that would, that, and we're paying the cost to be able to afford that loan. We didn't have the down payment money. We have a, we have a, a foundation, a Baptist foundation that has said, we will back the pledges of your people Oh, and can be paid back over the next two to three years for a bridge loan to get you the down payment. Still, the question is, but do we want to borrow a, a giant loan for the building and then a, and a loan for a down payment? That's a lot of money. And that's, that, that down payment would be above and beyond our normal tithes and offerings. For those that give regularly, that would be, how do we do this above and beyond? Well, we found a foundation that would basically bridge that gap, put money, forward us money, and then in the meantime, we've had nearly, nearly $415,000 of verbal commitments at this point. And we haven't even brought it. I've never announced this till this morning. So, now all of a sudden, $800,000 doesn't sound very large, right? And nearly half the down payment money has been verbally committed. And that's what that foundation is looking for, is we need verbal commitments that add up to this total cost. And we'll do, we'll do this. Or even get you close. And the, the reality is we don't want to borrow 800000 for that foundation. We'd like to borrow a lot less than that and not have to pay them much back. But God is actually answering all the questions that we've had so far. Every time where it seems like there's a wall, God provides a new answer. There's been favorable meetings with the city. I met with the Airport Land Use Commission. Uh, they control the path, the flight path from March Air Force Base. And they showed us all of the all of the restrictions on how far that building space could be, how many people could gather there, how large the parking lot could be. And this place could actually meet, that location meets their requirements. There was favor. They were, and here's what they said. 
They're looking at my business card. They kept looking at me. Four men in suits and tuxedos. I wore a suit. You know, I was dressed as sharp as I could. And they kept looking at me and they're like, they ever heard of you? Is that so? How did you go from 12, 12 people to around 500 people in 10 years? They said, that, that seems unusual. Isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. So God's working through you. God is expanding through you. We're, we're reaching out and God's been, God's been doing work here. We met with the city planning department last week and, and those of you that are members know about that and we learned about all of the challenges to buy that property. We'd have to, if we buy it, it is out of code. And all of the new, all, everything would have to be brought up to code. So the parking that's there would have to go. We couldn't keep the parking. It's too close to the curb. A new parking would have to go in. There's a garden there. We wanted to keep the garden. I actually took our leadership community to the garden. A lot of people and their kids fell in love with that garden. It, the, part, the garden would need to go. <laughs> I figured better to just disclose this because, because I think some of you, you are envisioning the garden. And you know, if there's ways we keep sections of it, small sections... I think we would try to do that. But I want to prepare everyone that if that's not possible, that we would be, we would be ready. We have to ask ourselves this. Do we want to be a church or do we want to be a park? You can, you, can, you know. We, we want to be a church. We want to be able to gather people. We want to be able to park those people. If we don't have enough parking spaces, then we limit our growth. For churches to grow, you need parking, you need uh, children's space, and you need worship space, auditorium space. Those are three major factors. A garden is not on that list. <laughs> I would love the garden, though. I'm envision- I was envisioning baptisms and weddings and all sorts of things, and you know, staff picnics and devotionals, all sorts of things. But, but you know what? An architect drew up the plans for us last night and sent me new plans based on the new codes, and it's doable. We can park 220 spaces and still have a building that we can still expand there. All of this stuff, God just keeps providing. Architects, contractors for advice, uh, roofers for advice, foundations for for backing, for financial backing, a lender to approve us, um, favor in the city planning department, favor with this airport land use commission. I'm asking you to do this. Pray that God will help us hold this with an open hand. Help us to hold this with an open hand because it may not happen. The reason why it may not happen, the, probably the number one reason is that there, there, are, there are people in our city that hope, that hope to put a new police, police station in that building. We found out two hours before the business meeting, I got a call. Um, basically, that there is hopes from a member of city council that the, the new police station could go there from Mission Grove and Orangecrest. We need more policing in this neighborhood. I live up here. I can attest to that. We do need more. It takes a while for cops to get up here when there's problems. So I agree, that is a need for the city. Our, my plan is to reach out to the council to talk with them about this opportunity that we have. There is no church right now that I'm aware of in Mission Grove. There's churches here in Orangecrest, but there is no church in Mission Grove. And the city council and the city officials have communicated out loud that they believe houses of worship are good for the city. Now, one way you address problems in a city is, is policing. Another way you address problems and bring life change to a city is Jesus Christ.
Because He brings change. And many of you, you think about the change you've experienced in your own lives and the people that are yet to be reached in the city that Jesus could bring the change that they really need. This could give our church the opportunity to, to bring more change to this city. And it's, it's, it's a very exciting opportunity. I don't know if that property is what God has for us, but I do know that God is preparing us for the future through this. Because through this journey, He has unified our body. He's unified our church. Here's what Philippians reads. Paul writes this to the church in Philippi. He says, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, then complete my joy. So if you've experienced all the benefits of Jesus Christ, His love, His Spirit, then he says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind. He tells the church, Be of the same mind. Have the same love. Be in full accord and of one mind. I believe we're experiencing this kind of unity. We're experiencing unity. Paul then writes, Do nothing from selfish ambition or vain or empty conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. In my view, the city of Riverside and the... God's heart for the city of Riverside is more important than us getting that building. And if God's heart for our city is to put a police station there for safety, then we can get behind that. And we can trust God for whatever's in the future. But if God determines to give us this property and move the hearts of councilmen, then praise God. He has a plan through that building to bless the city. I don't exactly know what God's answer will be. Our plan is to submit an offer on this property um, in the next few days. We're trying to finalize things we've learned from the city planning meeting, dra- drawings from architect, an architect that I got to draw up a new plan for the building space. But one thing we need to keep in mind is that buildings are, are just tools. They're just tools. We've always said that we would meet in rented facilities until it's more prudent to buy than to rent. And this place has been the most prudent option for us. But it's just a tool. Buildings do not grow churches. God grows churches, and He uses people more than He uses buildings. You have churches that have beautiful buildings, and they're dying. And so, the building is a tool. He can use a new tool. He can give us and provide us a new tool that has better space, better visibility. The cost could line up, but it would be just a tool. We're not going to fixate on that tool itself, but we'll keep you posted. If you have questions about this opportunity... My staff will be back at the guest information table. We'll just entertain your questions. And would you pray that God would continue to grant us favor with city officials and that we would see everything that He wants us to see up front to protect us from making a purchase that would not be wise. Okay? Pray that God will help us to see the things that He wants us to see to protect us from a foolish purchase. Everything so far has been indicating God, God could do this and God may do this. And so we're excited about that. Paul goes on and he says, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. The way that we relate to the city is going to be with this in mind. We want to relate with putting the city's interests ahead of our own. If they determine, and there's consensus among the city council, that it needs to be a police station, then we'll put their interests ahead of our own. Verse 5 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, do not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He did not. But Jesus emptied himself. He took the form of a servant, being made in, being born in human likeness, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him and bestowed on him 
the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus humbled Himself and then God exalted Him. So, the path forward here is a humble path, okay? It's not a pushy path. It's a humble path. And if you keep reading, which I'm going to keep reading, verse 14 of chapter 2 says this, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent. In the way that we interact in the world, it's to be this way. Without grumbling, oh, the city didn't let us have it. We're not going to do that. We can be disappointed, but we're not going to grumble about it. We're not going to, we're, if the city decides to halt us completely and say, we won't get behind rezoning this for you guys because we have other plans, then we'll trust that God worked through that process to protect us, but we're far more prepared for the future. Paul goes on and says, don't grumble or dispute. Why? That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in this world. My hope is that the city of Riverside and their interaction with Orange Crest Community Church and the people of this church would be like a bright shining star in the midst of darkness. That people would be drawn to Christ both if the Lord allows it through a more visible, highly visible location but through a group of people who draw people to know Jesus Christ because the way they do things His way and and not the world's way. So pray for us. Pray for me and our, our staff and leadership team. We will trust the Lord. We're not going to be anxious. Paul goes on, Philippians 4. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer or supplication, make your requests known to God. We're going to just do it that way. Okay? We'll, we'll keep this in His hands and allow God to decide. And we'll trust Him with the results. So, this has been very different for us to give this kind of update. But what, 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 we're, what we're doing here is we're talking about how do you, how do you live in the world and, and allow God's Word to guide you? You, just, you let His principles guide you as you make decisions in your family. We, we want to do the same thing as we make decisions and move forward God's church here. So let's pray. We'll offer this up to Him and we'll keep it open-handed if He chooses to, to uh, provide it to us and bring the resources, then we'll, we'll thank Him for it. If not, we'll wait on Him for whatever He has in mind. So let's, let's pray together. Lord, we thank You so much for Your love and Your kindness. Lord, that You've called so many of us by name and rescued us from darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. We praise You, God, for the way that You have changed our lives, the things You do and continue to do. I thank You for this opportunity to trust You, to walk by faith, and to keep our priorities in the right order, God. This has made all sorts of things come into much clearer focus than they were for us a few months back, Lord. So thank You for the way that You used and prepared our church this whole year by strengthening our core and focusing on that. We had no idea this would come. But God, I can't think of another way to, to be unified than to have to walk through a process like this. It's in Your hands. We, it's, we, we, we want to move forward in humility. We want to be guided by Your ways. So God, would You help us each step of the way. Help us with the words, the conversations, the, the meetings. Help, help what happens behind doors, God, to be pleasing to you, just out in the open, God. May it, may it all please you, God. Would you bless us as we move forward in faith? In Jesus' name, amen.